Welcome to the Cutting Edge Podcast, brought to you by Western Twist Media. I'm your host, Louisa Merch-White, a competitor, a loper, and most importantly, a huge fan of and an advocate for the sport of cutting. The Cutting Edge brings you interviews and insight from across the industry, blended with my own stories, trials, and tribulations, mixed in with some humor, product reviews, brand spotlights, and listener input. Now, let's get started. Today's the day, people. Episode 62. What else is going on? Get ready. Santa's coming. Just kidding. Santa's not coming just yet. It is the first day of the National Cutting Horse Association Teton Ridge World Finals. Kicks off today at the Watt Arena at 7 p.m. It is Saturday, November 27th with the non-pro and open first go-rounds. So today's podcast is a celebration of the World Finals. We're going to do a rundown of the standings heading in to the NCHA Teton Ridge World Finals. And I'm going to share a really great interview with Miss Kaylee Thompson. Her and her horse knew I'd be special are heading into the 15,000 amateur in third place, only a short couple hundred dollars behind second. So it's going to be a race there to see who comes out reserve champion. Great young lady with a wonderful outlook and a very special horse and a very special story. So I'm excited to share that interview with you guys as well. So before we get to the exciting standings rundown, we first have to thank the sponsors of today's podcast. The first is the Prairie Gringa Co., which is an amazing Canadian boutique, which is awesome for my Canadian babes, but also ships to the States. And I love that this brand was inspired by wild women and honky-tonk hippies. So it's kind of a great blend of like rodeo wear after the show stuff, your fashion items, like you're going out and you're dressing up, curated apparel and goods for the wild women in your life. I really love the Prairie Gringa Co. I love the designs they come out with and the brands that they bring in and represent as well. Some very cool collabs. You guys probably saw me rocking um, that big, beautiful pullover crew with like the big Honky Tonks and Hippies logo on the back. I just absolutely love that crew. I have it in the mauve and the cream. Very obsessed. So anyways, what I'm getting to is if you want to represent an awesome cowgirl brand, you have a cowgirl in your life that you're trying to do some Christmas shopping for, and maybe she's one of those unique unicorns like myself that likes to dress up kind of city and also likes to dress up kind of country from time to time and we'll throw a show shirt on in between if I'm at a horse show this is the brand for you again it's the Prairie Gringa Co and you can check them out at theprairiegringa.com and a little special incentive for you my darling listener use my uh, coupon code western twist 15 for 15 percent off at checkout Canadians if you spend over 150 dollars you get free shipping. Americans, remember that you guys, it's like 30% off everything because the Canadian dollar is in the tank. So it doesn't matter what side of the border you're on. It's an awesome boutique to shop at and really great for Christmas presents. So make sure to check out the Prairie Gringa Co. ASAP to get your Christmas shopping in and shipped to you on time. And then our second thank you for sponsoring the podcast today goes out to Thermatex. You guys have heard me talk lots about Thermatex Far Infrared Technology, medical grade for yourself, your pets, and your horses, which again, I can't stress how awesome it is that this is a brand that makes 
equine products that are medical grade. They've passed extremely strenuous tests for humans. And there's a ton of studies about the products as well. So this isn't a flash in the pan, like new product that you're seeing on the barrel racer forums that you need to get in on that nobody's going to remember about in a year. This product, these products have been around for a very long time. Far infrared is actually a very ancient form of healing and is not just a heat blanket. This thing does it all. So why I love the equine product line for my horses is they provide relief from muscle pain and stiffness, joint pain, muscle spasms, sprains and strains, and inflammation, and they help to improve deep muscular relaxation, increase circulation to the area that's being being treated, the removal of harmful and painful pro-inflammatory mediators, post-activity recovery, reduced risk of injury pre- and post-activity, and reduce and remove lactic acid buildup. What does that sound like? Everyone say it with me. A really amazing pre- and post-recovery system for your show horses. So we have the big yellow blanket, plug it in, set the timer, go to town. There's also the leg wraps. They have a pull cap, a neck piece, so you can kind of get into the product line if you want to just try a couple pieces here and there before you get the whole bumblebee far infrared amazing suit that I call it. If you guys want a little bit of discount code action, you can use Western Twist 10 for 10% off all their equine products and you can use Western Twist 30 for $30 off the platinum human product and free shipping. So if you are looking for your horses, you want to do Western Twist 10. If you're shopping for yourself and you want the platinum model, which is extremely versatile, Western Twist 30 for $30 off plus free shipping. Thermotex has been an amazing, amazing company to work work with. I'm so thankful that they came on board this year, not only because obviously they were supporting me, but I got one of their amazing 12 pad system blankets and I've been using it on Chivas religiously and I've noticed a huge difference and he just absolutely loves it. So I'm super thankful that I could partner with a brand that um, I really believe in and really love. So If you want to learn more, you can check out Thermotex Therapy either on Instagram or Facebook, or you can visit their website at thermotex.com. Thank you, Thermotex, for being one of the main sponsors of the 2021 Cutting Edge podcast episodes. You guys rule. All right, so let's get started. I have Kaylee Thompson with me, an NCHA World Finalist. Congratulations, Kaylee. How does it feel to be heading to World Finals? Really exciting. Yeah. It's starting to hit me that it's real. I know. <laughs> so what days do you, what, so sorry, let's, let's backtrack. What class are you showing it? I'm in the 15 a.m. So what days are you showing next week? I show December 3rd and 4th. Okay, well, that's nice that it's back-to-back for you. Yeah. It's like two goes and then you can breathe again. Yes. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about your pony. What is, what's its name? What's its registered name? Well, my horse is New I'd Be Special. We call her Nibs. Um, she's New I Would and Metallic Cat. And she's my baby. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about her personality, like what she liked to be around. She, so she's kind of timid at first. Like she's not just going to walk up to you and be like, Hey, you want to be my friend? Um, but once you get to know her, she's super loving and kind of goofy and she loves her cookies. What kind of cookies does she get? Is she picky or does she get one brand? (laughs) Uh, we feed the outlast like cookies. Yeah. Yeah. She loves them. (laughs) Um, anything. That's awesome. So where did you, um, how long have you had her and where did you get her from? 
So about a year ago, or a little over a year ago, I was at a show in MacArthur, and I was showing my gelding at the time, and he ended up coming up lame two of three days of showing, and I was devastated. I knew I was going to have to retire him soon, but I didn't realize it was going to be that soon, and I was heartbroken. I was crying no matter what I did, and I just didn't want to face that it was real. And I knew that I needed to scratch for the last day, like no questions asked. The second I felt him take a lame step, I called my mom and had her scratch. And I was so sad, but we had done the math and all I had to do was walk to the herd the last day to get the circuit award. I was heartbroken and I was also neck and neck for a saddle series at home. I was like, well, I guess I have to let that go too. And so all these things were rolling through my head and I was heartbroken and I was cleaning stalls for my trainer and I would just be cleaning stalls and upset. And so I finally got myself together. And one of the other youth kids was like, well, you should catch ride something. And I had never shown anything but my gelding. He was my safe place. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I was watching the bridalist cutting and one of the other ladies in the barn came up to me and I have always admired special new baby and Matt Gaines. I watched that video every time before I showed, I would watch it and be like, okay, I want to try to do something like that. I know I'm not going to be able to do that, but I want something like that. The video and, at El Rancho when she marks like a, yeah, 231 or whatever it was. I think it was a 234. Yeah. yeah insane. <laughs> that video is just imprinted in my head and that is what I want to do one day. And so I wasn't exactly sure how Nibs was bred. I just knew that she was related somehow. And I had always admired her for that. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's a celebrity. Like that horse is bred so well. And Kathy came up to me and I'd finally got myself together. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to go to the barbecue, going to hang out because it's always super fun. And Kathy comes up to me and she got, she has this look on her face. Like she's up to something. And she goes, so how do you feel about showing nibs tomorrow? And I'm pretty sure my jaw dropped to the floor and I didn't say anything. I was starstruck. And she looks at me and she looks at my mom and she's all, well, you're entered for tomorrow. So go have fun. And she looks at my mom and she goes, I hope that's okay, mom. And I went and I showed her horse and she, this horse, she had a history and no one has been able to get along with her. Mm-hmm. She would, she had a history of running off and that didn't help her situation. And she didn't do it for me. And she was so good. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so awesome. Like, it was so fun. And they kept trying to get us to buy her because we knew she was for sale. And I knew how much they wanted. And there was no way that we could afford that. My brother and I slept to go to college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were like, oh yeah, like, thank you for the opportunity. We're super close with Kathy. We're like, yeah, we're just going to remember this opportunity. And I kept telling myself, don't get attached. You can't get attached to this one. She can't come home with you. And I just kept telling myself that. And about a month after I showed her, 
I had vetted a couple of horses and they didn't pass. And every time after a vet check, Kathy would call me. She'd be like, so how'd it go? And I'd have tears in my eyes and be like, well, they didn't pass and we're taking them back right now. And she'd be excited. And I was so confused. I was like, I'm heartbroken right now. <laughs> and I got a text one day and it was to be patient because something good was in the works for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't know what it was yet because she hadn't finalized it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what could it be? Like, I have to know. I know it's something with nibs, but I have no idea. And she called my mom and she, I get chills every time, but she called my mom and she asked what we were planning on spending for a horse for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want my horse to have a good home. I want your daughter to have a nice horse. I want, like, she's not going to have kids and she doesn't have any. And she said that I want your daughter to have a nice horse and I want to invest in her. Oh. And I want my horse to have a nice home. And what were you guys planning on spending? And so she said, okay. And it was less than half what she was asking. Wow. Yeah. And so I brought Nibs home on August 19th, 2020. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. What is Kathy's last name? Finnerty. Okay. And how old was Nibs last year? How old is she now? I guess she's seven now. She was six when I bought her. Wow. So you bought a six-year-old, which you probably, you guys probably weren't shopping for a horse that age. Well, I tried a four-year-old and I tried a five, six-year-old because we're like, well, do I want to do the aged event stuff or do I want to do the weekend stuff? I'd been doing the weekend stuff, but we had no idea. We just wanted to find me a good horse. Mm -hmm. And this just happened to fall in our laps. Oh my gosh. Well, that is an amazing story. Yeah. So when we bought her, we're like, well, we don't know if she's going to keep cutting, but she'll make a nice broodmare if she doesn't. And we could always fall back on that because it still was a lot of money for us to spend on a horse. Mm-hmm. And my dad was very, very good to me. So I owe it all to him. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> are you graduated now, Kaylee? Or are you still in high school? No, I graduate right after world finals. Oh my gosh. What a year for you. (laughs) Yeah. Graduating early and hauling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you got her in August of last year. And so then, then what happened? Um, I took her to get a few lessons because we keep our horses at home Mm -hmm. and she was so good. I was like, Hey mom, can I show it Rancho in September? And she's like, you know, I think we should just wait. Like, I think we just need to be patient. Like, I think we shouldn't rush it. And I was like, come on, she's being so good. I have to go show her. It took a lot of begging and some help from my trainer. I was like, I want to go show her. And I went and I showed her and I think I marked a two and a three and maybe a four. I came out of the pen every day crying because how good my horse was. Yeah. And we all were just like crying together. And so then from there, I took a few more lessons and we went to Utah, showed at 2.30 in the morning, which that was an experience. And that was a lot of fun. She was really good there too. I won my first check on her there because I was showing in the youth at Rancho. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting. 
And that put me over a thousand in lifetime earnings. And I've been showing for six years. Oh, so you got your achievement buckle. Yes. That was my goal for the year. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. So this year I started out with just over a thousand dollars and a horse that had hardly any earnings. And right off the bat, the first day of the first show of the year, I told my dad he wasn't allowed to come watch because the likelihood of me schooling her was quite high. Like, it's the first day. Something is bound to happen. Like, we're just going to work out the kinks. Yeah. And I marked a 75. And I had never marked a 75 before. And fours were rare occurrences. I was so excited. When they said my score, I just started sobbing. And I came out of the pen and like everyone's high-fiving me and everything. And Kathy and my mom come running down and I'm hugging my horse crying and they're hugging me and they're crying. And we all were just like having a sob fest at the bridle rack. So who do you ride with, Kaylee? Who's your trainer? I So the trainer that helped me find nibs and has gotten me this far through the years, Randy Brooks, but he wasn't able to come to world finals. So I'm with Dylan Meyer right now. Oh, that's awesome. I know yeah. Randy and Evelyn, they're great people. And I'm, I've heard no, wonderful things about part. Dylan too. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so how did you guys, so you go mark this huge score, your first show of the year. How did, is that when you were like, we're doing it, we're going to world finals or was it kind of like, it just started to roll well, through? We're the very frugal people. We showed once a month at a club show and maybe got a lesson the day before. And that was about as much as we would spend on cutting because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And so Randy's like, you should haul. You need to haul like, at least top 15. And I'm like, Randy, I really want to. I've watched so many friends and helped them through their hauling journey. And I had the fever bad. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And we couldn't afford it to my knowledge. And so we were just like, okay, well, we'll just kind of see where it goes and just keep showing this year. And so a couple shows go on and Randy's like, have you seen the world standings? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying not to look because I don't want to get my hopes up or anything. <laughs> And he's like, you guys have to do it. This is the year. It's, it's happening. You have to do it. And I was like, okay, let's talk to my dad. <laughs> and so then we ended up pulling. We gradually went into it because we didn't want to just all of a sudden go for it. And we didn't know if Nibs was going to keep cutting like she had been for me all year. Because mm -hmm. that was a factor too. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so did she? <laughs> Have yes. we had any, have we had any baubles? Um, not really. She just I keeps getting better and better. And she's so sound knock on wood. I'm so thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And she is just awesome. And we were worried because she was burnt out that the more that we showed that it might not work out anymore. And we were terrified of that. Mm -hmm. like, that was just kept running through our minds and she just kept getting more solid and more consistent and so much fun in the beginning of the year she was really timid and I would pilot her through the run like okay let's just, like I would comfort her throughout the whole run to make sure that she didn't like fade off or anything because she'd be like wait am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to do that and so that was 
really hard in the beginning because I had to learn how to pilot a horse and ride her through the whole run. But now I can kind of take a step back and ride my horse and just let her do what she's going to do, which is exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what was I going to say about you and Nibs? Oh, so do you, did you guys keep the same kind of program? Like was Randy schooling her? Or do you school her? Like, what does it look like before a show for you guys? So I, Randy was really good about this and he knew that that horse and I needed to have the bond that we have. And so he let, has let me school her. And I was, I've been the only one Randy got on her a few times in the middle of the year and you could tell with them. She's like, that's not my mom. Like my mom needs to be on me because she gets kind of nervous. She's like, am I in trouble? Did I do something wrong? But she still was super good. And then I decided to go to a few more shows by myself while he was at the aged events. And that was terrifying. And that really helped because I had to school my horse by myself without coaching and so that was really nice because I knew how to school my horse. Yeah. I'd been practicing all year and I was, if I didn't get to school my own horse and hadn't been able to, going out on my own to shows would have been a lot scarier. Totally. Well, good for you, Kaylee. That's awesome. There's not a lot of like jackpot riders that can go to yeah. a show by themselves and school their own horses and do it all alone, especially at your age. Like you're not very old. So (laughs) I don't know if it's like youthfulness that gets your confidence or if you've always been this way. No, it, the confidence really grew when I went by myself. Cause it's like, okay, I got this. Totally. I really got this, (laughs) but, and she lives at home. She gets turned out every day and I go on trail rides and let her be a horse. And she's just a little bit spoiled. (laughs) Um, so what is the best advice, uh, your trainer's ever given you? Like, is there something that they tell you a lot? Like what kind of sticks out in your mind? Well, it wasn't from my trainer, but I was showing in Woodland at a show and Tim Smith looked at me as I walked out of the pen and he's all, you need to relax your back. Mm -hmm. That was life-changing. I was in the largest slump that I'd ever been in. And it was because I wasn't relaxing my back. Mm-hmm. So every time as I'm walking to the herd, I hear Tim Smith telling me, well, you just need to relax your back. <laughs> but that has been like the best advice a trainer has given me. I'm like, I wish that I knew this sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, be- leading up to world finals, what has been a highlight of your year so far? Um, well, it's been really fun. I, the girl that's in first has become one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And so we like help take care of each other's horses and stuff. She's actually going to med school right now while she's hauling. And so, yeah, she's going to school to be an anesthesiologist. And so she drives through the night to get back for her labs and then through the night again to get back to a show. And what was her name? Sorry. Dallas Moore. Wow. So getting to be close with them is really cool. And there's three mother-daughter duos. There's my mom and I, Teresa and Dallas, and then Rachel and Julia Ray. And we all go everywhere together and like help each other out. And it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Little mom gang in the stands. Yeah. And another really funny memory that I have from this year is I accidentally ran my help over in Madras. 
it was I didn't even know I did it I came out of the pen and someone was videoing me and handed me my phone and said I even got the horse falling down on video and I looked at her and I was like what in the world are you talking about because I remember hearing like a lot of hooping and hollering like oh my gosh what's happening while I was showing but I had no idea and I went back and I watched the video I don't remember the gentleman's name but I feel so bad I he was on my line and I was gonna stop this cow and I knocked my help over in the corner (laughs) with your horse or with the cow with my horse I knocked him and his horse over with me and my horse and you didn't remember until you walked out of the pen I, I was watching my cow. I wasn't watching him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so scary watching that video. And it was so funny. Just like we kept replaying it. It's one of those things that did that really just happen? <laughs> so where are you entering world finals in? Which spot? Uh, I was second, but I just went back down to third, but only by a small amount. Wow. that's awesome. So it, it's going to be a race. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and you did mention that you were in a bit of a slump and then the, you know, $6 million man, Tim Smith comes like a little guardian angel. Um, so how did you get through that slump? Like mentally, like kind of what were you telling yourself and what was it like at the time? Um, well, I just keep telling myself that it's okay. And another thing that I do religiously is I write three goals before I show Mm -hmm. one goal that I know I can do a second goal that is a little bit harder, but I also know I can do. And then a third goal that I is a little bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. And as long as I get the three goals done, I'm good. I don't have to win any money. I don't have to mark a good score can be in the sixties, but as long as I got those three goals done, that's all I need to think about. And so I do that after I flag my horse or cow or whatever before I show every time. My list on my phone just keeps growing. <laughs> so you've kept them all year long so you can look back on your goals? Yeah, I started doing that um, a few months ago and it's really helped. Evelyn actually is the one that told me I need to do that and it helps so much. That is wicked. So how did you get into cutting? Like were your parents involved or? So my mom has done cutting since I was really little. I went to every single show and there was one that I wasn't allowed to go to because it was during school and it was Western Nationals. And I was devastated. I even watched the live stream. I was at my brother's baseball game and I was watching the live stream of my mom showing and I was screaming at the phone for her. (laughs) And so I was there for every lesson, every run, everything. And Steve Schlesinger tricked me into getting on a cutting horse and working it for the first time. I was cooling out my mom's horse and he looked at me and he's also, do you want to cut? And I thought he meant someday. And I was like, yeah, like, of course I do. Mm-hmm. He made my mom go get his horse cash out of the pasture And I got on it. I trotted maybe a circle. He was like, okay, go work that cow. I was this little girl and I was terrified. I still have the picture on my phone and I had so much fun. And so then they ended up finding my gelding, End of the Ray, who is so good. He he would walk across the pen to stop the cow 
but wouldn't do anything that scared me. Aww. And then the more I kicked, the harder he stopped and the cool stuff he did, which was super fun and exciting. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and do you still have him? Yes, I do. He's at my house. Yeah. Do you guys, can you ride him now or has he retired? He's retired, but like little kids ride him and stuff. Yeah. He gets cookies and. Oh yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's pregnant. <laughs> so this year, did you get any nerves or anxiety in the show pen? And if you did, how did you deal with them? I did in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. after I marked the 75, they're like, yeah, just do that again. And so I started putting more pressure on myself, but I started counting my horse's footsteps before I went in when I'd be trotting circles mm-hmm. and it helped so much because I wouldn't be overthinking it because if I overthink it, then it doesn't go well. So if I just like stop thinking about it and just think about it when I'm doing it, then it would go fine. Mm-hmm. So I would count my horse's footsteps and I just kept training myself to do that. And now I don't even think about it and I just go show. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you talked about Tim Smith's advice. Is there anything else that sticks out in your mind when you're preparing or showing that's been really great advice from trainers or friends or family? Um, not really. There's been a lot of great things that people have said to me, but that one has definitely taken the cake. That's like, I felt so relieved after he said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Sometimes that's all it takes. Um, So you said that you are trying to graduate high school. So you've been trying to balance real life with hauling. Were you homeschooled? Like, what did that look like on the road this year? So Zoom is the reason I was able to haul. Because of COVID in California, no one was at school. And so I would be Zooming in the loping pen. There's some pictures on people's phones of me with my AirPods in. I'm looking at my phone. I have my shops on and stuff I'm about to go show. I set my phone on the bridle rack, go show my horse, and get back to my math class. (laughs) And so that was the first half of the year. And that was really hard because I was still in full-time school. And I was junior year is hard. It is hard for a lot of people. And so I was trying to do that. I was trying to get all my homework done. I was trying to clean stalls. I was trying to take care of horses and get my horse shown and all the stuff. And so that was hard. And then when we were like, okay, I'm actually going to do this thing. Rip, quit it. Sorry. (laughs) Um, When we realized that we were actually going to start hauling, there's a school in our town that's an independent study school. And one of our friends that is super into big high school rodeos and stuff, she's like, you got to try this school. You have to. And it's a public school, so it's free. And it was in the same school district. Hold on. Rip? Come here. Lay down. It's okay. You probably heard my cat is playing with a ping pong ball and she's just going crazy. Down. Down. He's trying to rip up a box in our living quarters. <laughs> um, where was I? You're talking about your independent school that you got involved in. So I it was between that and I was also interested in the one in Texas that all the cutter kids go, go to. Right. But that's also expensive. And so I decided to go to the one in Petaluma or at least talk to them. And it was perfect. You only take two classes at a time and you only have to go to school once a week for a half hour for each class. Mm -hmm. And I could do it on Zoom if I'm gone. 
and I just have to do a week's worth of school and then give it to them and so on. And I could graduate six months early. So I found out only a few months ago that I was going to be graduating six months early. <laughs> which so, has been chaotic. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so do you have any plans after the year? Is, is college I, on the books or? Uh, we have a really good JC that I want to go to before I go to any college, just so that all the general ed is cheaper. <laughs> and so I will do that. But I think I'm going to, I don't have my driver's license yet because I turned 16 during COVID and then we started hauling. And so I haven't been home. And so I'll get my license and stuff situated with this time period that I ha- now have. Mm-hmm. And so then I will think about the JC stuff. Yeah, and figure out life from there. That's a good plan. Yeah. So obviously you've been on the road a lot this year. What could you not live without at a cutting? Um, oh, that's my lucky loping bridle. Ooh, what is it? It is a little shank snaffle that Richard and Joanne Delmas gave me. And that is really special. He's been having some health problems this year and that's been really hard. And so they gave me this bridle and I lope in it every time before I show. And that is my lucky loping bridle. I swear by it. Like that is my baby. No one messes with it. I have to lope in it. It has to touch my horse before I show. (laughs) (laughs) And then what is your number one tip for hauling down the road? What would you tell someone if they wanted to haul next year? Don't get overwhelmed. Just take it run by run and don't focus on the world standings. Like focus on showing your horse and Honestly, don't plan on hauling. Just let it happen when it happens. If it's meant to be, it'll be. If it's not, it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you had to haul pretty hard this year? Like where's the farthest show you've been to from home? And what does that look like? Mexico. Like? New Mexico was really a long drive. And so that was like the longest drive we'd ever been on. And my mom did the whole thing until there was 40 minutes left and then Rachel's like okay get over like I have to drive now you are not allowed to drive any further and so that was a really fun show um they there's someone in Jade Keller's barn made dinner for everyone at their trailers and the whole show was at their trailers so that was pretty exciting and a lot of cool stories and it was just a really fun atmosphere we went up to washington a lot at bonina um we so after we went to new mexico we drove to washington and so we were there for like a month and then i went to like ellensburg and stuff so that was pretty cool and then we went back to oregon we showed in oregon a lot at madras and then some California shows in Nevada. So, and then we just recently started showing in Arizona in the past couple months. Oh, nice. How was that going to Arizona to end up the year? Good. I'm really allergic to Arizona, we found out. So, yeah. What are you allergic I, to specifically? We don't know. Oh. I ended up in urgent care the other night because of how bad it was. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, too. Like, yeah. But we Googled it and Tucson and Queen Creek have the worst allergies on the West Coast. 
Ooh. And of course, those are the two places with the shows. <laughs> well, that's not good. Um, what has been your favorite show to haul to and why? Oh, that's hard. I really like showing at Bonina. Mm-hmm. I really liked showing at New Mexico. We only showed at New Mexico once, but Bonina was a regular show for us. And that was really fun. The atmosphere up there is really special. Yeah. What makes it so special, do you think? Everyone is supporting everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. We have dinner together every night and we all just hang out and support each other and help each other. I was at a show at Bonina by myself and I was having a rough morning and I'm never going to forget Sue Dahl came up to me. She gave me a pep talk and I went in and I showed my horse and got it all over with. But like she saw that I was having a hard day and she came up to me and gave me the sweetest pep talk and got me back on my feet again to go show my horse. So that was really, yeah. If you could show to one song, what would it be? I found a really cool version of uh, We Will Rock You. Oh, cool. Thanks to TikTok, I found it. And I love it. It's different. It's one of my world final songs, but I love it. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys got to pick your world final songs this year? Yes. Oh, that's super fun. Um, So looking towards world finals, are you guys in Texas right now or not yet? Yes, we are. Yeah. Where are you guys staying while you're down there? Uh, We have a living quarters and it's at Will Rogers. Oh, so you're right in the thick of it. (laughs) Yep. So what are you most excited about? Oh, probably walking on the red carpet. (laughs) Well, that is really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for the whole thing. I've always wanted to come to world finals. Is this your first time even going to watch? Yes. Oh, wow. I was one of my best friends hauled two years ago in the 15. And I screen recorded every run. I videoed it if I was there. Like, I'd be in class screen recording her runs because someone had to video for her. Mm -hmm. And that way her mom could focus on, like, pulling her tail and watching and stuff. And every run I heard about, I watched, I supported. And I wanted to go to world finals to watch her so bad but I couldn't because I had school. And so I've watched the journey and I've wanted to do the journey so bad. And then it just happened. That's awesome. Um, So what are you going to be telling yourself heading into world finals? Like, what are you going to be telling yourself that first morning? Um, Probably that the year is over and that everything happens for a reason. Just go have fun. Totally. That's a good attitude. Um, is there anything else you'd like to mention or anyone else that you'd like to thank? Oh, all my parents and Randy and Evelyn and Dylan and Emily and everyone that has helped and supported. There's a lot of people at home that have been able to make this happen. We have a lot of horses that have to be taken care of. And so there's a whole crew at home that feeds for us and helps and it's really special. And that has been a weight lifted off of our shoulders big time and my dad for financially supporting this and my mom for being there to pull my tail and tighten my cinch before I show and everything yeah it's been 
really special and all the friendships I've made and everything. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Kaylee. It was so awesome to hear about your and Nibs's story. I think it's so wonderful that someone in the cutting community like saw that in you and saw your guys's bond and made it happen for you yeah that is so special yes and I want to thank Kathy she will be here at world finals to watch me which is super exciting and I couldn't have done this without her she even loaned me her shops this year because mine ripped at a show oh no her shops for a while and so I think they brought me good luck. <laughs> I think so too. Um, and so what's the plan? Are you just like living day by day right now? Or do you have a, a plan or a goal for you and Nibs next year? Um, it's I'm taking it day by day, but I really want to get her lifetime earnings up so that when she has babies, then they are more appealing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This is going to air next Saturday. So by the time it airs, we'll know. When do you show? You show on the second? The third and fourth. The third and fourth. So we will not. Yeah. So you got you got a couple weeks left. So this will air next Saturday on the 27th. And then we'll be watching you in the 15th the following week and cheering you on. Thank you. It's exciting. <laughs> it is, it's very exciting. <laughs>
will be showing this one at the World Finals. Apparently, everybody on that West Coast just needs Tim Smith to jump on a horse a time or two. He's really showing up here in the ranks. In eight, Bama Jelly, owned by Madeline Cowart, shown by Austin Shepard and Cade Shepard. In ninth, Hot Heels, owned by the Harrison Family Trust and shown by Andy Sherrard. Tenth, Blues Hot, Dawn and G. Rose Johnson, shown by Todd B. Matt. In eleventh, Crispy Cream, owned by Don Chapman, shown by Mike Wood. In twelfth, Little Maddie Ray, owned by Misty Greason and shown by Lindy Thorne and Nathan Anderson. In thirteenth, Hot Melody, owned by Rock Creek Cutting Horses, shown by Matt Gaines. In 14th, Steel Betty, owned by Ravi Tumbler, shown by Monty Button. Love this horse. And in 15th, Mr. Lucky's, owned by James Van Gilder and shown by Matt Gaines. So interestingly enough, you heard it right. Matt made three horses back to the Open World Finals. And I listened to the Performance Horse Central um, show recaps the other day. Tim Smith will be showing Mr. Lucky's because obviously in weekend cutting, you can only show two horses per class. So very interesting there. So um, Matt clearly showed these horses at different shows all throughout the year and all three made it back, which is amazing. Quite the accomplishment for Mr. Matt Gaines. And it will be exciting to watch Tim Smith show that horse as well as the horse that he has for Coyote Rock Ranch. In the non-pro, in first, EJ Huntley with $79,250, showing, that's a lot of money, showing Bordeaux, Ripponichi, and Tenblade. In second, James Van Gilder, 73714 so pretty close there. Hot Melody, Metallic Legacy, Mr. Lucky's, Rookie Tricky Cat. In third, Bonnie Martin. We're going to stop listing all the horses because some of these non-pros show a lot of horses and some do not, and there is no shame in either. That is amazing either way. Third is Bonnie Martin. Fourth is Elizabeth Quirk. No stranger to the world finals in recent years. Former world champion. Fifth, Joe Howard Williamson. Sixth, Mary Jo Milner. Seven, Todd Quirk. Eight, Matthew Coldiron. Nine, Jill Roth. Ten, Lee Holsey. Eleven, Holly Jackson Munch. Twelfth, Caitlin Rice. 13, Bobby Williamson, 14, Tyler Johnson, and in 15th, Thomas Jordan Vaughn to round out the 15 riders that will be going to the non-pro world finals starting tonight in the water arena. In the 50,000 amateur, in first, Frank Martin with 48,419, and in second, David Harp with 44,755. Third, Connor Southworth, fourth, Virginia Kilduff, a former world champion last year, fifth, Heather Todd, Listener of the podcast, friend of the pod, hopefully having her and her husband James on very soon. Sixth, Bo Buckley. Seventh, Brooke Mannion. My girl, 2018. We were in World Finals together. Brooke, proud of you. Hope you have an amazing World Finals. In eighth, Gerald Brecky. Ninth, Scott Roseman. Tenth, David Whitaker. Eleventh, Bill Zaharia. Twelfth, Marcel LeBlanc. Thirteenth, Candace Stone. Fourteenth, Natalie Rector. And in fifteenth, to round out the top 15, Canadian Scott Wardley, which is very exciting. Moving on to, as I'm scrolling, the 35,000 non-pro in first with $17,095, Brianna Collier. In second with 12,339, Jack Bell. Third, Faith Showalter. Fourth, Robert Cooley. Fifth, Jeremy Barnett. Sixth, Tara Roseman. Seven, Jeffrey Carver. Eight, Susan Stoltz. Nine is Hannah Jackson. In 10th of the 35,000 non-pro, Mary Beth Jackson. Are they related? 
Let me know in the comments below. 11th, Tia Harari, another friend. Shout out Tia. 12th, Jody Gray. 13th is Sean Musselman. 14th is Jewel Duvall. And in 15th is Jay Proust in the 35,000 non-pro. Moving on to the 15,000 amateur. Amateur. <clears throat> this is always, this is where the tongue tying really gets, gets lit. First is Dallas Moore with 16,334. Second is Jeremy Barnett with 13,441. And right behind him is today's interview, Kaylee Thompson in third. Then we have fourth, Brad Weiss. Fifth, Joseph Messalam. Sixth is Kendra King. Seven is Justin Edgar. Eight is Anna Shorts. Nine is Jay Prost. Ten is Lily Lorass. Eleven is Susan Stoltz. Twelve is Robbie Rogers. Thirteenth is Keith Bayman. 14th is Jan Hodges-Birch, and in 5th is Phillips Scroggs. I know I am butchering some of your names, and I am sorry if it makes you feel better. My name is Louisa, and people have been butchering my name since the day I was born. I don't know if that, that makes you guys feel any better. In the 25,000 novice, in 1st place, the great Metal Lizzie, owned by Cows and Horses, etc., shown by Tim Smith, in, with 54,000 593. In second, he's a money maker, owned by Shannon Lamb with 51,669. So only a little $3,000 difference there. Shown by Brady Davis, Galen Wells, Roy Oliver, and Tim Smith. Third, Dose Cats, owned by Don Chapman. Mike Wood and Monty Button showed Dose Cats to third place. Fourth, She's My Cherry Pie, owned by Blackshear and Cindy Snyder. Brandon Dufrina and Casey Crouch, the Riders. Fifth, Soul Sista, owned by James Van Gilder, shown by James himself and Matt Gaines. Sixth, Smooth as Mercedes, owned by James Van Gilder again, shown by Matt James. Gaines, I'm sorry, Matt, I would never say your name wrong on my podcast. Seventh, Pepsi Boone, owned by James and Heather Todd, shown by Casey Crouch and owner James Todd. In eighth, Full Metal Ki Kitty, owned by Joseph DeCan, shown by Tracy Barton. In ninth, A Chick Commander, owned by Jansen Performance Horses and shown by Bob Jansen and Matt Budge. In tenth, Heavy Metal Playgirl, owned by Jared Tapp and shown by Trent Harrison. In 11th, Cat Liddell, owned by Lane Bartle and shown by Tance Bryant. In 12th, Highbrow Clay 012, owned by Connie Down Sequoia and shown by Cody Smith and Connie Down Sequoia. Uh, fellow Canadians, they're very excited to see them make their way to the world finals. In 13th, Laney's Got a Player, owned by Candace Stone and shown by Benjamin Robertson. In 14th, Hot Cat, owned by Larry and Renee Sullivan and shown by Benjamin Robertson again. And in 15th, to round it out, Jet Fuel, owned by AWA Holdings and shown by Zeke Enns. And I think when I talk about all the different riders that were on some of those horses, you guys can really see the strategy that was at play um, as some of these world finalists were trying to get their horses into the world finals top 15. So kind of interesting there. Uh, that's a little bit of the behind the scenes. And truthfully... If I was a good podcaster that had done my research, I'd know I would then check the draws and tell you who's actually riding those horses. But this is going to get too long winded. So, you know, just just watch the world finals. Cheer them on. It's easy. There's a live feed. You guys could even go if you're there and you could cheer them in real life. It's super fun. 25,000 novice horse non-pro in first. Y'all, I'm counting owned by Dick and Kippy Cogdell and shown by Lucese Johnson and Tyler Johnson in second. Little Jewels, Alina, James Feigl. Fijel, 
<laughs> in third, Smooth Catalina, owned by the Clark Butte Ranch and shown by Mia Webster. Fourth, This Is My Spot, owned and shown by Jamie Sokol. Fifth, Hot Melody, owned by the Rock Creek Cutting Horses and shown by James Van Gilder. In sixth, Dos Cats, owned and shown by Don Chapman. Seventh, Looking Like You Like, shown by Dave Sheen. Love that name. Favorite name. In eighth, Lexus Smooth, shown by James Van Gilder. James Van Gilder, you have been hauling this year, and your horses, and your trainer. In ninth, CD Sugar Britches, owned by Travis Grover, shown by Kate and Travis Grover. In tenth, Caddy Kyle, owned by Dwayne and Cindy Watkins, shown by Cindy Watkins. In eleventh, FedEx, owned by Catherine and Morgan Plazaska, and shown by Kathleen. Let's do that again. In 11th, FedEx, owned by Kathleen and Morgan Plaziska. <laughs> and shown by Kathleen and Morgan. I'm so sorry, Kathleen and Morgan. In 12th, Caddy Blues, owned by Barry and Michelle Barnes. And shown by Michelle Barnes. In 11th, CRWRS Royal T, owned and shown by Trey Fricky. In 14th, Almost Metallic, Colton Cogdell, Jim Cogdell. In 15th, Pella, owned and shown by Travis Barton. Remember when I said that you got that I would have really liked to hear my name said on a podcast? Well, maybe I wouldn't have if the podcaster butchered the name so poorly. In the 5,000 novice, first up, Hottish Cat, owned by Don Chapman, shown by Mike Wood and Monty Bunton, coming into the race with 46,148. In second, Princess Betty Ray, owned by Rachel Ray, shown by Cameron Verstegen and Dylan Meyer. In third, Apollo Creed, owned by Ryan Burks and shown by J.P. Bell. In fourth, Secret CD, owned by Deborah Warnard. Shown by Mike Wood and Monty Bunton. In fifth, Powder Sugar Baby, owned by Margaret Ann Meal and shown by Bob Jansen. In sixth, High O Silver, owned by Vicki Hart. Shown by Brent Erickson, Eric Weishart, Monty Bunton, and Tim Smith. In seventh, Smokin' Red Hot, owned by James and Heather Todd. Shown by Casey Crouch. And in eighth, CR Duel Ray Hart, owned by Justin Arnold. Shown by Casey Crouch and Trent Harrison. In ninth, CR Frosty's Tough. Owned by Stephen Karen Olson, shown by Christian Miller, Steve Olaf, and Tim Smith. And in 10, Smoothest Ride, owned by David and Susan Levisay, shown by Monty Button and Tim Smith. In 11th, Manteca Mo, owned by Tammy Evans, shown by Al Dunning, Leslie Bates, and Tostin Peterson. In 12th, Rosa Del Pepto, owned by Stella Swanson, shown by Zeb Corvin. In 11th, Holly's Boonin, owned by Emily Radford and shown by Jose Cruz. 14th is LSR Adarosa Rio, owned by Jill Rennie and shown by Tyler DeRoe. And I'm not going to say this is my favorite in this class, but this is my favorite. I'm Team Blackmare all the way. The DeRoe family from Saskatchewan, wonderful people, tried very hard to make world finals this year on this great mare, and I'm very excited to see them down there. And in 15th, Watch Me One Time, owned by Lane Bartle and shown by Tance Bryant. Also, if I say the name Tim Smith one more time, I am going to start a petition that one time, maybe next year, there should be one class where Tim catch rides every single horse in the top 15 at least once. Wouldn't that be funny? It's like Mike Wood, Tim Smith, Monty Button, Tim Smith. Like, and then it's like Zeke ends Tim Smith. I just, I think it would be funny. I don't know how everyone feels about that. I don't know how Tim Smith feels about that, but I'm going to start that petition in the 5,000 Novice Horse Nom Pro First up, smoking Red Hot. You saw that horse already in the Novice Open, and now we're back in the non-pro, owned by James and Heather Todd. 45,544 earnings shown by Heather and James. 114 shows, y'all. 
It's a lot of shows. It's a lot. Wicked Metal, owned by Morgan Miller, shown by Morgan Miller. Third, Midnight Blue, owned by Elaine Jackson and shown by Elaine and Hannah Jackson. In fourth, Secret CD, another horse that made the open counterpart class, Deborah Wernard. In fifth, another amazing Canadian who had an amazing run on this horse, Hollywood, owned by Matthew Anderson. In sixth, Hottish Cat, owned and shown by Don Chapman. Seventh, Another Canadian. I'm just going to keep saying it because there's not a lot of Canadians down there this year. And we got to tell you guys about the Canadian contingency. RH Pure Later Cat, owned and shown by Sandy Reed. Number eight, Princess Betty Ray, owned and shown by Rachel Ray. Ninth, Minteka Mo, owned and shown by Tammy Evans. Tenth, Raised Rich, owned and shown by C.H. DeHaan, something I was not. In 11th, Smart Time Cat, Trey Fricky. In 12th, Smooth Little Kit Cat, shown by Jessica Floyd. In 13th, see our tough little Sandy, owned and shown by Holly Jones. I had tagged Holly in a post, my world finals post, and Holly was like, I am not going to do this until I know I made it. She made it. I'm looking at it right here. I just said your name. So Holly, I'm calling you forward. I'm calling you out. You got to do the, you got to do the form now so I can post your answers on the Western Twist Media Facebook page. In 14th, checks please, owned and shown by Mackenzie Moore. And in 15th, Kachina Royal, owned and shown by Tom Cower. I'm going to need a bucket of water after this is done. My voice is losing me and we are almost done because we are at the last class of the Teton Ridge NCHA World Finals, the 2000 K rider, any horse, in first place, Stephanie Payne, with 116 shows and $16,083 in earnings in a jackpot class with most of the time used cattle. Oh my, oh my golly. And in second, Colton Miller, 77 shows, but 15,764. That is a short, roughly $300 margin. That's a tight race, y'all. Tight race. In third, Jessica Burdett. In fourth, Carter Bearup. In fifth, Julia Ray. In sixth, Anne Indraland. In seventh, Sterling Decker. Eight is Alex Billingsley. Nine is Regan Bolenbacher. Ten is Aaron Terwillinger. Eleventh, come on with these last names, you guys. Where are the Smiths and the Whites? In eleventh is Kate Robertson. In twelfth, the Canadian youth sensation Greta Wurtz. In thirteenth, Morgan Plazaska. And your family. In 14th is Tiffany Harden. And in 15th, to round out the 2000 Limit Rider and the World Finals is Lulu Davis. And just to show you the heartbreak that goes into the World Finals, the 16th, 17th, and 18th of the 2000, they're all like $100 off from each other. Whew. Tight. Also, People were hauling this year. These are huge, like some of these numbers in the jackpot classes. I'm like, oh my God. Like I was, I, I forget where I came in, but I did not. I, I, I don't even know if I would have made it this year. Holy moly. The joys of weekend hauling. All right. So that is your NCHA World Finals Top 15 heading into the World Finals. If you want to watch the World Finals, if you want to see when the classes go, the draws, the results per day, you can visit nchacutting.com backslash events backslash world dash finals. Um, you can also hop on the new NCHA website, by the way. It looks great. Whoever mastermind, masterminded this 
at Bailey Avenue did a great job. Um, very clean, very modern. Really like it. You can go to um, local shows and events and you can find the standings and results right there as well as the world finals information. Um, and then of course, keep your eyes peeled on chclivescoring.com to watch the world finals and to get the live scoring that we all need and love. Thanks to Mark Michaels and team today and to all of you world finals if you made it to the end of this podcast world finalists best of luck soak it in this is your time your time to shine this is what you've been working for so you might as well go out there and have an amazing time believe in your unicorns and believe in yourselves too wishing you all the very best runs in the watt during the ncha teeter ridge world finals and i will see you all down the road